Welcome to Revere Assets, Your Money, with Danny Stewart. You never know how far the stock is going to go down. Tim Razor. Danny knows I'm a geek for all of this stuff. And Don Vandenborg. Telling it like it is. If you're seeking the best stock knowledge this side of Wall Street, you've come to the right place. I'm sorry, did I steal your stuff? No, you didn't steal any thunder. Who's handling this segment? (laughs) For the next hour, Danny, Tim, and Don will be talking investing. Investing is 90% psychological, and I love that. Trades. The market will usually overshoot to the downside and to the upside. And dumpster fires. Because it doesn't matter what you think or what I think, and it matters even less what Danny thinks. And now, here's your hosts... Danny, Tim, and Don. There is a lot, Daniel, going on this week. We got jobs report. I've got a bunch of topics I want to talk about. I think Bitcoin's going to the moon. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to explain why. How, how the triggers of Bitcoin, okay? But what I want to do real quickly is explain this jobs report. And look, we're taping this. What is it, Zach? About 9.30, 9.45 on a Friday morning. It's a little early. So right? a little early for us, right? Uh, so we usually tape at 11 a.m., folks. And so That's 9.45 time. central time. Central time. Central time, yeah, central. <laughs> so here's the thing. That's the important time, Don. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Actually, it's the best it's time actually zone. Actually, not. I think Central <laughs> is the best time zone. I've lived in uh, every one of them but Mount. And so, like, I used to really be watching, like, love to watch the football pregames and stuff back in the uh, early aughts, you know, like the 2000s and right. stuff. You know, when I got NFL Network, that stuff comes on like three in the morning, right? Yeah. Yep. Like, like, I'm missing all this. Like, I would wake up. I'm an early, Zach and I are having a talk. I'm an early riser. Zach likes to work late into the night. And I would feel like I've missed like half of a day because the East Coast is already up and going, right? Right. No, no. Central time zone's got me got me hooked up. Like it's kind just, of in the middle. It's the uh, mean. It's yeah, the mean. It's the mean. Yeah, I, I like the central. The central time zone is the twenty-one exponential moving average of time zones. There you go. And it is absolutely glorious. So look, I want to break a few Speak, things down. Speaking of time, I'm sorry. Speaking of time, yeah. And uh, my sixth anniversary was last month. And once again, HR did not send me the gift calendar to pick my prize from. <laughs> I actually, your, your what anniversary? Your sixth? His, his anniversary six, here, not, not with his wife. Oh, oh I with thought he was talking about with his wife. I, I did, said, I did I, too. Does Nikki know? You've been, you've been married a lot longer than that. Hey, Don, you want that shirt? Yeah. <laughs> this, this is my Florida shirt. I, I wore this in, in reverence to Don. <laughs> this, I wore this in in your honor of being here for six years. <laughs> Another year without an anniversary gift. Tim's already got a migraine. No, no they're busy. He's laughing because the show before the show we were talking about the shirt. <laughs> the shirt's his dad's, and his dad is passed. That Danny's father passed away a couple of years ago, now. Yeah. and um, not laughing at that. Uh, Dan, Danny, Danny, before the show says, "Don, I wore this shirt for you." After Don says, "Danny, you look like a shower curtain." And he did not say that. Yes, he Jim's did. He making said he, stuff he looked up like now. the human embodiment of a shower curtain. I walked into my bathroom, I pulled back my Danny, and there, there was my that shirt. shirt man. My shirt. Looks like a shower curtain. And so Danny then, then says, I wore it for Don. And, and I'm like, Bullsh-. And you, I don't want to get struck by your lightning. And then he goes, well, it's actually my dad's shirt. And then Zach's like, now don't you feel bad? I'm like, yeah. no, I don't feel bad because Danny was, why? You know? I was sucking Tim in. 
And now, <laughs> get them with the gill. Right. Well, listen, you got to remember, I, I think with loved ones, uh, you got to remember, it's hard to do. You have to remember the good times. Oh, absolutely. Very, very hard to do in the moment when, when you get some uh, horrible news. But you wearing your dad's shirt and then us busting your balls about your dad's shirt is creating more good times <laughs> with, with, that, with that dad's shirt. And there's more shirts where that came Oh, I can't wait. I've got a few. The whole dad collection. Yeah, well, he had, he had a couple really nice shirts. Now, he's got a couple that I won't wear because you think this one's loud. No, I he's wear got a couple. He's got a I, couple loud I shirts. I have a feeling there's a couple stock nerds out there that if you launch the dad collection, we could sell them on the website and donate all the money to the USO or, <laughs> the tunnel, or, or, or Tunnels to Towers. <laughs> the Revere like Stock Nerds Dad's Collection. <laughs> the rub. Yeah, Danny's Meat Rub. Rub your meat the with rub, Danny's Spice Rub. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like yeah, we can donate those profits. We could do uh, put an online store on the back of the website. Uh, donate all the profits to something like Tunnels for Tower, uh, Tunnels to Towers, or um, Marine Corps League, or something uh, that we choose. And uh, absolutely, I think coffee mugs. At least I think stockers would would dig it. Um, but look, jobs report real quick. Okay, and then I've got a bunch of other stuff. Here's the analysis. Now, I d I just listened uh, to the jobs report and I did some reading real quickly, and then. Um, Here's my thoughts, and I haven't seen anyone else's analysis. So listen, if you're listening to this on uh, Monday because it's Labor Day and the markets are closed, you're taking some time to labor over the markets on Labor Day. Maybe someone's written this by the time you get to it, but I haven't seen this yet. The big takeaway here for the markets for me is that we're probably not going to hit our GDP. Numbers. And so, <laughs> there's a, so there's a big push out there um, that this this great reawakening trade after the big shutdown. You've heard enough of it. And our GDP numbers are going to go to the moon, right? Numbers that we haven't hit because we shut down the economy last year and we're going to rebound. And it, here's the thing that I want to point out to you. I'm going to give you a couple numbers here. 0.6 and 4.3 and then rhyme it with and GDP. Yeah, you know me. You down with GDP? You know me. So that is a rap song, Danny. That should be. No, it is a rap song. Oh. Well, you, you're down with OPP, which is, oh, oh, which, yes, yes. by the way, no joke, did not know what that song meant until some girl explained it to me in choir one year. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what that song means? She goes, you had no idea. Like, oh, I'm pretty ignorant about a lot of stuff. You like have that. to have girls explain a lot of things to you, don't you? Oh, I got something. <laughs> <laughs> or never mind, never mind. Keep, Hold keep on. going. GDP, GDP, please, please, GD, I'm sorry. GD, forgive please. me, guys. Forgive me. I should not. Have let Tim go down though. the rabbit hole. I'm a quick learner, though. I got three kids after she explained it to me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. After she showed me how, I'm like, oh, I'm there. I'm trainable. Oh, um, so 0.6 is the rise in wages. Okay? That is a big move month over month. 4.3 is the percentage rise in wages for the year. Look, man, that is huge. That is a big number. And we've talked about it for months on this show, long before uh, the pundancy started talking about it, that wage inflation is not transitory. That once you pay somebody more, you can't take it back. You're going to lose your workers. Like it's, it, it's, it's almost, and I'm not trying to start a conversation, but it's almost like a government benefit. When, somebody start, when a program is started, just know that it's going into infinity. You will not claw back a government program. 
The, the only way to do that they, is layoffs, fire. Yeah, and yeah. here and here's the way a government, like someone's going to say, well, Tim, they're going to shut down that extra $300 a month. And I say, let that hasn't been proven just yet. <laughs> and so, they, and then Don kind of pointed out the other day when we were having our morning phone call, uh, I said about the $300 and Don goes, oh no, they're, they, they got it going again with the child tax credit. Tax they, credit yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll just call it something else. Call something else. And so, with that inflation in wages, you ha you have legitimate inflation that uh, there's more th more businesses that can't pass that on. We like to talk about the power of the small business in, on this show a lot. Seventy percent of our economy is small. Okay? And we're a consumer based excuse me consumer based business, and most of the businesses in America are small to medium sized businesses. They oftentimes cannot pass on these costs, no matter what they're doing to their consumer. They're just not big enough to absorb these blows. That's why a couple of years ago when Amazon said, we'll pay you $15 an hour, and then everybody else had to go up, right? Like, it, it really gets, um, it just, it's, a, it's an arms race right now. Walmart just, and, and by the way, anyone who's listened to the show for a number of years knows I'm, I'm pro-work. Like, I'm a podcast, okay? So this isn't, this isn't, Workers shouldn't get paid more. That's not where this talk is going. It's it's the legitimate inflation that's happening within company with with companies that have to do one of two things: um, absorb the blow and not raise their prices, or under the guise of inflation and reopening and whatever, pass it on to the hey, they got to pass it on to the consumer. You're not going to see unless there is a unless there is a weakening in the economy. And they're forced to do so. You're not going to see prices come down again, because the thing that's permanent isn't hopefully this pandemic. The thing that's permanent is the new established prices for workers, and we haven't had this in this country uh, decades. For a long time, yeah, decades. And 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 still, wages haven't kept up with inflation. And so, like inflation is what? Thank you, Fed. Five point. Three, five point five mm -hmm. inflation up year over year, like inflation, and still like this four point three number, wages have still not kept up with inflation. So, Tim, what does this have to do with GDP? Our gross domestic product is worker based. I, so, back when Trump was uh, shutting down the borders, right? The, the economic argument that was being made with trouble with this policy, or that policy was that you're not going to get enough workers into this country to meet our GDP goals. Workers, whether they're robots or humans, meet GDP. That's how you generate gross domestic product in this country, typically with people now being replaced by robots. This jobs report today being so low, right? Like just way off base, right? Maybe it gets revived. Maybe the government... The government job fairies come in and sprinkle a little Biden dust. Biden, no, no, J. Pal Biden dust on the on the report. Biden dust, right on the report, and and uh, and they go, oh, we miscounted. Phones weren't working. They blame Ida, even though Ida didn't happen. The jobs reports take it. They blame Delta variant. Whatever they need to do, it's no different than when a company says we missed our numbers in January because of the cold weather. It's cold everywhere. But every, every year, you've got a company that comes out and says, it was too cold. We couldn't sell it. People didn't want to go outside. And so it's no different. They'll find a reason to revise these numbers. But you can't make your – people 
I don't think it's people, I'm starting to change my mind, Daniel. Like, well, I didn't have my mind set. I, I've contended in my mind, and, and maybe in our morning phone calls, who's not working for this extra $300 a month? And there's a lot of argument, like, like, well, this point, this point, this point, we would discuss them in the phone call. I don't, I now don't think it's been the $300 that's kept people on the sidelines. I think it's wage inflation that's kept small to medium-sized businesses from being able to hire. They can't afford. That's a big difference, man. Like that, that, that's, that's not, not you, your margins on your business are so small that what you have to pay someone doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Now, Danny's giving me the look like he's got to consider. Well, I don't know that I agree with that. Well, you don't I, have to. No. Yeah, no, I think they're paying people to stay home so far. Until you stop cutting the federal yeah. subsidies, right. I think you'll see a lot more people There's come off the couch only, and start working. Hang yeah, on, hang okay. on. Let me, you have your turn. It's, now right. it's my turn. Okay. So, so what, whatever it is, and that's one reason you're getting wage inflation, because employers cannot find enough workers mm -hmm. that are, are willing to work for that amount. So now they're, they're, they're increasing the wages right. to yeah. bring, to entice people to work. My daughter. It, pause. Just pause. I know what you're saying. Hunter, let's, let's go back to our hamburger conversation. Sorry. Yes. What about it? Oh, I'm sorry, Zach. What'd you say? No, I want to hear what Danny's going. Oh, I'm sorry. Go just ahead. give me a second. We'll, we'll come back. Cause I know, I, I know. Yeah, I, I want to know where that's going. Yeah. There's only Hunter. What was the price of burgers when you went to Five Guys? Do you remember? Uh, burger, fries, and a Coke at Five Guys for one person, right around twenty dollars. Okay. No, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And here's here's the thing. You're right about it. It will slow down big chunks of the economy, and I, I don't want to get too deep into economics. Whether you got an inelastic or elastic right, demand right. curve for the product, yeah. some products they can pass along to the consumer with higher prices. Others. They can't. And that's what Tim is saying, folks, that with inflation, if you're still going to make the same profit margin, you, you've got to raise prices and they won't be able to pass it on to the consumer. And therefore, their margins go down and some businesses won't be around or stay yeah. in business. OK, no, yeah. I get that. Now, the other thing is when you talk about GDP, there is one way they hit the GDP number, and that is unadjusted for inflation because the inflation is included in GDP. Oh. So you got to always look at GDP as inflation-adjusted GDP. You mean, but I, you I mean get the, your point. Not non-GAAP accounting numbers that, that some companies <laughs> use. That's that. non-Fed non-Fed accounting. Yeah, numbers. That, that's what you're. That's what, what Danny just suggested there. And I'm not. This isn't the Danny. This isn't what Danny is advocating for. So there's some companies. So there's general accepted accounting principles. Yeah. Yeah. Most people. Most companies report to GAAP. When you see companies adjusting for deals in the pipeline or when you see companies doing non-gap it's a big red flag you should have a big red flag when you hear non-gap <coughs> yeah. think marketing yeah mark that's the polish yes and that's why the that's why the regulators make you tr transfer that to non to gap yeah. accounting yes. and footnotes so everyone's working sure from the same page everybody's like, and what Danny's saying is, well, they can adjust the GDP numbers for inflation. And I'm going to say that they can do that, and that's BS. And oh, so, no, I yeah, agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying that the GDP number they report right. 
already looks better because the inflation's already in There's there. There's only and I and I'm with Hunter and on this. And you're saying you'll we'll miss GDP even miss GDP. with the inflation numbers yeah. because businesses will slow down. Yeah, because the hiring, like you're going to see more solopreneurs, not you know like you know, there's an entrepreneur. Right. You're going to see more solopreneurs working longer hours to keep their stores going, their little shops going, their little restaurants going without help because they can't afford the help. And I, I don't know about, look, 40 bucks to take your, your, yourself and your significant other out for two burgers, fries, and a Coke. Oh, yeah. Come on. Like, I, I, I that makes no sense to me. And, that's this is all going to. This is all happening. Welcome right? to the Fed adjusted world. But this is. But is this the start of stagflation, low job growth? Oh, it very well could be. Yes. Yeah. And so, I, I I'm going to put it. I'm going to put my marker out there right now. That this three hundred dollars goes away. What is the irony, by the way, stock nerds and market lovers, of the three hundred dollar kicker for workers? Going away on Labor Day. Is that a real thing? <laughs> what, what stupid person came up with that day? Like the day that we honor the American work ethic, how hard we work in this country, what we do to provide for our families. You know that government program that was real helpful to a bunch of people? We're going to stop it on Labor Day. Oh, Holy it's time hell. to go back to work. What a well, it's, either, it's, it's, either, it's either that or the politicians who had so much foresight that's their marketing key to be able to keep it going. Yeah. Don't want to stop it. Or get your ass back to work. Yeah, yeah. One of the two, Zach had the idea. Yeah, um, so, but, but, here, but here's the takeaway. What do you do with stagflation? In other words, hmm. what do our listeners get out of it? How, what do you do? How should you make hmm. adjustments One and second. invest with I'm going to give it to you. Okay? Uh, don't you steal my show. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was your show. I thought it was our show. It's, it's weird. Yeah. Money, I thought it was a listener show. Your money don't, don't you steal. Money, not money. <laughs> don't steal, don't steal your title. thunder. Don't steal your thunder. Stupid title. <laughs> Change it. <laughs> you own assets. It's an asset-based economy. Like you, and stock ownership right. is assets. So, right. yeah, you own it. Some stocks will do better than others, though. Uh, right, but like that's why I'm going to talk about Bitcoin here in a moment. That's why Bitcoin is going to go back to the moon. Uh, it's going to it's going to go beyond the moon. It's going to go to Jupiter and Mars, maybe even Uranus. I think that's a song. <laughs> Jupiter and Mars, not Uranus. <laughs> can you? Can we? Can we, can we <laughs> Jupiter and Mars. That's a, it, it, the lines we, of the song. Do we? Have, it's yeah, by Sinatra. train. It's do we have the ability to send? Danny, when he talked, maybe. Like, awesome. I, yeah, this is a chance. That <laughs> okay, I love that. <laughs> but during stagflation in the '70s, stocks and bonds both did poorly. Commodities and precious metals were the in real estate. Uh, yeah, were the game in town. I, I think it's real estate and uh, and the bitcoins of the world. I and commodity related equities. Yeah, yeah. and so it'll be stocks that are that are interest rate sensitive will get hurt. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So this is a good transition. So, um, uh, by the way, Tim, yo, uh, Hunter still he has to eat that watermelon if Bitcoin hits a hundred thousand. Great. Oh yeah, I, I would love it if it did. Remember the bet? Yeah, I do. I do. What's the bet? Remind me. Yeah, Hunter doesn't like watermelon. So Hunter said if it hits a hundred thousand, he'll eat a whole watermelon. Water, watermelon, uh, watermelon. Yeah, watermelon. Right water, water, that's right. Watermelon. Watermelon. <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> no. No, water, water is how some people in Alabama say water. 
I've had my fair share of arguments and discussions on water versus water. Speaking of Alabama, honest to God, it's the minor leagues for the NFL. So I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Were we just talking about stagflation? One second here. <laughs> Jesus, Danny. Flow with the show. <laughs> it's, it's their money, not ours. Just flow with it. Um, you got uh, – who's the quarterback of the Eagles? Uh, Jalen Hurts, former yes. Alabama. Well, You've got this guy who wears overalls, this Landon Dickinson guy, beefy boy, uh, up front, uh, Alabama. Good guy. Uh, Good guy. Uh, yeah, you've got um, – oh, gosh, there's a running back, I think, with the Steelers, who's an Alabama. Najee. Pro- oh, still with Hunter. I knew, I knew Hunter would know. Calvin that. Ridley, Julio Jones, I could probably name off. C.D. Lamb on the Cowboys. Good. Like, it literally is. The NFL is literally – oh, Mac Jones up in New England. Uh, yeah, Mac is the starter now. If you guys want to – C.D. Lamb's not from Alabama. Oh, he's not. Did he's he? from Oklahoma. He played. He played with Jalen at Oklahoma. Oh, Jaylen that's where I was Oklahoma getting. Thank you. Senior year. Is the yeah. best pitcher of a quarterback since like Joe Namath in the seventies? Or no, Len Dawson in the Super Bowl '68, I believe it was. <laughs> Smoking a heater in the locker Smoking room. A cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Is the best pitcher now? Sidelines. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sideline. Well, I think uh, yeah. that I think yeah. the 21st century uh, pitcher of Len Dawson smoking a heater is now this this Mac Jones can't see his six pack of abs oh, smoking a cigar. He's on a sports card now. Uh, it, like they sold out. They only made like ten of them, a hundred of them, something. Huh. And it's Mac Jones. That's the he, after they won the championship, smoking a stogie, shirt off, just looking like average six pack Joe. You know. It's, Awesome. It's one of the best sports photos going out there. If you see it, folks, just Google it. Huh. Best best photo going. Maybe we should get that on the uh you know what? I don't I don't think we can use Mac Jones on our title card. Let's just put Don up there again. <laughs> <laughs> um so with the stagflation, I I think you own assets. And so Wednesday, uh I was talking on the video with stock owners and I said uh Bitcoin to the moon. I Granted, Bitcoin was like $45,000 at that point. And so it's only, it's, it's not up like much here, but I just want to share with stock nerds the, the, the tr- something that I use that I believe is tried and true. Doesn't mean it works 100% of the time, but there's ways to get into things that you like or you see. I think that is just, it's fact based, right? Like a lot of people just buy Bitcoin, you know, dollar cost averaging, which is, Great way to do it, I think, because it's hard to trade. Now I'm speaking or Very crypto, fast, yeah, 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 and because you can wake up overnight and like someone in in one of the Asian Damn countries 30. just dumped, and you're waking up today. So dollar, I like, I actually like dollar cost averaging with crypto. Okay, but if you're if you want to trade it, and you're like looking for, you're trying to pick your pick your spots, right? So um, this eight, I'm going to draw my arrow here, Zach. Get back on my screen. So the purple line on the charts is a five. The green dotted line is an eight, and they're both exponential moving up. The pink line here is the twenty-one. And look, you can use this with stock. You can use this with anything. Doesn't even matter if it's currencies. When you see the slower moving, the faster moving average coming through the slower, the shorter term moving through the midterm. That is moment. That is the wind at your back. And if you've been watching something and you've got, you've done your homework or your research, whatever you call it, 
That's, that's the signal. You can do all the work in the world. You can tell me, I, I used to meet investors who would tell me like to the Nats ass detail about their favorite stocks. I'm like, well, have you traded it? No, I'm waiting for my entry. You know, or, or no, I'm down 30%. Like, well, how? how? How do you know everything about this company, but you're not putting that, that knowledge? Analysis by paralysis. Yeah. And, and so, uh, like, how do you take, because listen, it doesn't have anything to do with your intellect, um, how smart you are, your adaptability to, to learn. It has everything to do with your timing mechanism. And so I used to meet the smartest people. Like, I was on the road like 42, 45 weeks a year talking with investors and some of the smart, like, like these, these people are doing really big things in the world and yet they couldn't figure this chart out. And I'm like, no, this is easy, man. Let's just, let's get some, let's get some things to help. timing. And so, you know, like timing is everything. And this timing right here and Bitcoin's at 30,000. Um, and the level, I guess you could say was a big level, but well, when do you enter the trade? Just wait, just wait for a moving average cross. And this is a daily chart. You can take, you can do this all the way down to a minute if you want to. Just remember that when you take a trade, for me, when I take a trade on a time frame, I trade off that time. So if my signal were to break down on this daily chart, that that's going to be my turn to exit. If I took a chart on a weekly time, if I took a trade on a weekly time frame, I'm going to take it on a weekly time. And so, whatever you're plotting out this weekend, stock nerds and market lovers, may. Look, everyone has their own triggers. Everyone has their own uh, methodology. And that's what makes investing great because there's not just one way to do it. But, but we're all after the same goal is to be successful. And for me, uh, this 521 cross or this 58 cross has just been so beneficial and, and figuring out when the winds, when the tide has changed and whether it's uh, bullish or bearish. And so then you can come to the scan here. Look, if you want this document, more than happy uh, to give it to you. This is just a real simple, I, I covered this a couple of weeks ago, summer romance scan. And I'm looking at the five coming through the 21. And then I can adjust it. I have it on a weekly time frame. You can do it on a daily time frame. You can do it on a four hour time frame. And it'll give you different stocks. But what that allows you to do now is look at a group of stocks that meet your criteria, and you can do some fundamental screen. Or you can load up your fundamental screen, like let's say you did it from Investor's Business Daily, or you scan your own from FinViz, or however you do it. Now you can time, you can get this, you can adjust the scan to get the triggers. That's, that to me is putting everything together. So you can be a fundamental and a technical trader, which is, I believe, the best way to do it. It's how, it's how I was trained, it's what Don advocates for, it's what we all advocate for, Real, that really is the essence of the uh, William O'Neill method is being one of the rare fundamental and technical to advocate for it publicly, fundamentals and technicals, not just technicals. And, not say, and it's not day trading. Some people say the word like technicals, like it's the F word. It's not. But you need, you need triggers uh, to hone your timing. I think Bitcoin's a great example of this. So where do I think Bitcoin goes? Well, it's got to clear this resistance. This is a zone of resistance. Okay, great. It's not a straight line. I'm drawing it for you. If you can start making chewing through this level where there was a bunch of selling from the from the prior breakdown, you're probably coming up here to six to ten. So that's another ten thousand. Uh, and then that's the battle, right? The battle's going to be for this gap. 
And then the way these things work, if it's if it sniffs sixty, if it sniffs sixty thousand, sixty-two thousand, then everyone comes charging back into it, and then before you know it, hunters eat water. Down. <laughs> just I was just about to say. <laughs> so I, I, but how do you like? But when before you get in it at a hundred thousand, how do you find the triggers that got you in early, right? Because it's the FOMO. Like, uh, Danny, do you follow anything in the NFT space, the non-fungible token space? No. Okay. So there's... Physical precious metals. Hunter, help me out here. I'm just going to... Hunter and I don't talk, uh, not because we're not friendly, but I just... I don't talk to anybody about the show. Hunter, tell me about Bored Apes. You know Bored Apes? Nope, I don't. Oh, perfect. Okay. So there's uh, these NFTs, which most people just think of them as GIFs or JPEGs, but the tokens and the blockchain make them have utility. And these things have gone from the hundreds of dollars to the hundreds of thousands of dollars in, a, in like this span of time. Right? Kind of like tulips. <laughs> well, yeah. Look, the yeah, 1600s. Look. The tulips. tulips, beanie babies, go. Tulips? What? Oh, yeah. The, the tulip the, craze. Tulip craze. Don't, in the 1600s? Yeah. On tulips? Okay. So, but, but what happens eventually, eventually most people get in at the top and then the market, just like someone bought 65000 520. I'm finally going to take that that chance with Bitcoin. And I don't know, have you ever been down $30,000 in a trade, Danny? You know? Like, 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 like Only on a multi-billion dollar trade. Right, I, like right, only yeah. most people haven't experienced down 30,000 on a trade unless they live through the 08 housing crisis out in California, right or on in Nevada. And so Somebody bought 65,220, right? And so the triggers work to the downside as well. Look, fine holding, dollar cost averaging. I get it. If that's your game, do it. I think I think dollar cost averaging is great with something like this with asset base. I don't think inflation is going away here, folks. Like, oh, listen, I can tell you right now. Yeah. In the last two weeks, I have helped facilitate probably five to six purchases of physical precious metals for people yeah. that are very concerned. About what's going on, you know, Walmart raising their prices, uh, Walmart raising their hourly wages just just by a dollar, right? Now Target, I, like it is a fight for workers out there right now. I, you know, I tell you what, and 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 I gotta, you know, just gonna throw this out there as an aside. I don't. It's all anecdotal. There's no way to prove it, but the society has forgotten how to behave a little bit. <laughs> As as they've uh, as they've uh, become uh, recluses in their own homes, you know, just uh, they they zoom. And, oh, I think it's a lot deeper than that. Too. Yeah, there, there's some societal issues going on here, and I got to tell you what: if you're somebody that do you really? I mean, God bless the people that do show up to work to get abused at the Apple, right? Like, there's got to be more to life than that, and I think a lot of people are asking themselves: is there more to life than just getting yelled at? while I bring food to people from Applebee's? And um, I think the answer is yes. Well, Tim, Tim, can I ask a question real quick? Just Send to kind of, I guess, take the flip side of the argument to some degree. Um, do you know when the last time the minimum wage was raised in Alabama? Uh, not not, I mean, not specifically in I, Alabama. God, give it to me. Federally, 2008. I, I mean, it was 725 when I was in college and high school. And I, I think maybe it went up to like 775 or something, like in the last several years. Um, but you know, that's a lot of the places that are not able to find employees, not all, but
but like places like gas stations that are paying people minimum wage or Taco Bell or McDonald's yeah. or whatever, uh, you know, part of the issue for me is you've had wage inflation and decreased purchasing power uh, pretty much, you know, not all the time, but over the, if you look back over the last for as long years, as you've been alive, power, Hunter, for as long as you've yeah, been well, alive, yeah. 30 years. But when, but when we did minimum wage change for those people, and I get that, you know, it's not supposed to be, you know, to live off of, et cetera, et cetera. I've heard all the arguments, but when you're paying somebody seven twenty-five an hour and they're working 30 hours a week to make 150, 160 bucks after tax in today's world, uh, why would you want to go do that? It sucks and you can't even live comfortably whatsoever. Um, so I think there's, it's a little bit of, of tug of war on both sides. Obviously the companies with higher profit margins, more easier access to funding, et cetera, can absorb that a little bit easier. Uh, but perhaps it's somewhat small businesses fault for not accounting for possible increase in, in what you would have to pay those minimum wage type of workers. And, you know, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to, to depict that, you know, yes, there are some businesses that will be impacted more adversely than others. But perhaps that's that's in in some ways their own fault for not being prepared uh, for what the future might hold and oh. anticipating that they can keep paying people seven or eight bucks an hour for the foreseeable future. I think what you just said is brilliant, and I don't want to dovetail onto this. A cleansing of the economy. Well, that's ah, what's happening. He, pure he, capitalism. He, he's onto this. Free market. So, you, there are businesses. Danny was alluding to this earlier that have been paying well. From their inception, Costco and C and C, Costco and Chipotle come to mind. Okay, give you two. They're not struggling right now. They're, they're you look at their stock charts. They look look at their their their. I, they don't seem to me to be struggling one bit. They uh, what Hunter was saying, like, well, where's the fourth? I believe Hunter was saying, where's the foresight to actually treat your workers well? And, Maybe that's the way to do business and you'll be rewarded for that. And I think those two companies exemplify that. Okay. Uh, Walmart has a great looking stock chart right now, but I don't know if you put Walmart in the category of, I don't know if you do, of Chipotle and Costco. I'm not saying Walmart's a bad place. I'm just saying typically hasn't been known. Now they're trying to catch up and they've done major inroads okay, to, to, to catch up. But if you can't compete, you're right. You can't compete for the worker. But I, I think there's something else going on here. My worldview is shaped by the people I meet just this morning. So I roll up uh, every Friday to the Starbucks up of Preston. And I get, I, get a, I get a venti coffee at the shop. And I go through the, the side door. And I look. At, look, I like stock charts. So when you see someone on a computer, like stock charts catch my eye. I'm not trying to to look at other people's devices, but I see this gentleman with stock charts and I just smile. And then I take two steps and I turn around because now I want to know what he's trading. <laughs> and when I tell you that the gentleman, I, I don't, I don't, I want to be real careful here because the person that was trading is not how you, it's not depicted. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't have. Did you, did you talk to this person? I did. did yeah. I had a great okay. conversation. With All right, yeah. Like it, you, you would not think that he was trading equities. Not that that has to be a stereotype. Okay. But 
had a lot of tattoos and he was big. Like I, I thought he might be a boxer or in the MMA. Like, okay. he, yeah, like he was re- like really uh, nicest guy. It's funny. There is a bit of a stereotype. There is a stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah. Little bit. yeah. And so I'm like, no, oh, that's not what I, if I Googled stock trader and hit images on Google, Never. this person isn't coming. That's yeah. all I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter would come up on that image. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that. Hey, I- Thank you for bailing me out of something I couldn't explain. I do appreciate right. it. Yeah, you yes. were, well, I, was, I, I was just giving you a shovel. I'm just giving you a high five yeah. there, Alex. So he was on Robin Hood. Go. That's two no. weeks in a row. Society has scared you, Tim. <laughs> Next week, Say how you mean, stay man. tuned for how I burrow myself in, in a scared, like, like Jim an Jim's slowly become a prepper. He just doesn't know it. So... So I, Tim, I Tim, real quick, I've yeah. got a, I just got an alert uh, that I think is interestingly relevant to the conversation here. Um, just, a, just from uh, Yahoo Finance on Under Armour. Yeah. Under Armour is now hiring more easily with the new fifteen dollars minimum wage. There you go. Wow. So Under from Armour. their CEO. Apple, yeah, just same a thing. A couple ago. days ago. So I say, what you trading, man? I said, I know you got some stock charts. I'm trying not to. I literally say, I'm trying not to be a creep, but I'm a trader. What are you trading? He goes. I'm trading pocket options on currency. I'm like, you're a currency trader. He goes, yeah, I'm a currency trader. I'm like, that's cool. Tell me about it. Like, I, 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 I'm not a currency trader. Okay. Like, I'm not trading in pips. I go, why do you like currencies? He goes, I'm in the trade 30 seconds and I'm out. And I'm like, wow. And I'm wow. like, wow. And, and so, like, in a couple more weeks, he's going to be out, out. No, 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 no. I, I no, he's not. And yeah, so I, I don't believe that for one second. And so I said, how did you get into this? No one starts out like going, I want to trade in pips, which is how currencies are traded. And he explains it to me. And he goes, yeah, but this is just my gig that I do when I'm sitting here. I drive a truck. And I said, you drive a truck? He goes, yeah, I drive a truck. And he goes, that box truck over there is mine. And I go, I go out and I drive. I can drive long haul. People love it because I go straight line. And he's telling me all about this. And I used to watch this show on Discovery or one of those type of channels where the guys would bid on, like I, like Danny would bid put, on a load. Yeah, yeah bid on a load. Shipping wars. Shipping yeah, wars. Yeah, that's what it was. Show. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. sister to storage wars. Right. And um, and I'm like, are you? I, like I forget the website. He shows me the website. He goes, yeah. Sometimes I just bid on the job and then I give it to a friend. You know, like he's he's got his own mini thing going on. He's business. a broker. He's a broker for his friends. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, like to Hunter's point, I think this was to Hunter's point. I want to make sure I'm. This dude has his own life going, free of working at the Piggly Wiggly or the Apple. He pays bills, he's making money, and he's happy. Oh, entrepreneurialism. And 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 the other part to that is he's happy. Well, again, okay, it's he, called he, entrepreneur. He I mean, yes, on, on, hey, on, on a Friday morning at a Starbucks, not a bad place to be. Yeah, I, right, like so he bad. appeared yeah. happy, and he was more than happy to share his story with me. Yeah, like complete stranger going, "Hey, dude, I was creeping over your shoulder. Notice you're trading some stocks. Right. <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> yeah, like like, and I'm like, that is that is why there's this worker. I, okay, it's a microcosm. It's one dude, but. There's a there's a shortage out there, and whether it's Hunter's friends like taking all the sports cards from with robots that they created, is that still true, Hunter? You guys doing that? That is very true. Yeah. 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 Whether it's and, well, and you, the people that will adapt will survive. That's been true. Uh, like, for okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I just I, I don't think we're out of this. What I'm saying is 
I think that there's got to be an astronomical lift in in uh, wages to get that worker to cover the cover the inflation. Because when you can sell a box, like people don't get the sports card analogy, when you can buy a box of cards at twenty bucks off the target or or tops.com or wherever you're getting them from Panini, and then you sell them for a hundred a hundred percent more, a thousand percent more, which is what's happening. Uh, tulips, man, tulips. <laughs> it's like the tulip run of the 69. And, and but but it's but, no, but hold on, Danny. You're saying it's tulips, and I understand. But it all goes back to a point you were making. It's assets. No, I get it. I it's get not it. safe. And, and by, so I want to make one point. You know, Hunter was talking about, you know, the 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 capitalism and some businesses maybe weren't budging enough or doing the right thing or be, but but let's look at another cause. So a very big cause of this whole problem has been Congress and the Fed, has been what they've done and the money printing. So the Fed actually has created a lot of this problem, and now they're supposed to be the ones to fix it. Inflation is only a, by the classical definition of economics, if we're really going to talk about economics, Hunter and Tim, inflation is only, hang on, hang on, is only monetary, meaning money printing. So you could have a supply and demand, you could have a supply shortage and, and have the price gap up, and that's a supply and demand. That's not true inflation. So inflation is because of monetary. They've caused this problem, and now you've got to fix it by driving. If you had a stable currency, you wouldn't really need to raise the minimum wage from $7, $7 to 15 You wouldn't have that. A stable currency is actually good. Anyway, so it's a combination of both. Hunter's absolutely right, and so are you, that you've got to adapt. Can we make fun of you for a second, Hunter? No. Can we make fun oh, of Danny yeah, for a wait. second? Did you hear, Hunter, <laughs> how, how Danny backhanded us there with, if you really want to talk about inflation no, or no, economics, I, I wasn't Hunter and Tim. I, did, I just want to make the, the point that a lot that of- That Albert voice that, when you did. The, the, I just wanted to make the point that a lot of it is actually lays squarely at the Fed's feet. That's, that's all I'm saying. Some responsibility. I think that's a sure. fair point. No, yeah, I don't think a, it's an unfair point. I just, I just enjoy. It. If you really want to get down and dirty, yeah, damn right, right. I wanted yeah. to drive that point home. Listeners need to be informed. Subtlety in Danny's speech, I picked up after. You look okay, Tim, for a fat guy. Thanks, <laughs> well, okay, Danny. Okay, well let's let's talk about it. So, stagflation during the seventies. You know what caused that? I know. I, I don't we went know. off the gold standard in 1971, November. Oh, Nixon, okay. Nixon, uh, hang on a second. Nixon took us off the gold standard, yeah. and all of a sudden, you had massive inflation. Okay? Now, uh, the Middle East realizes instead of trading gold for oil, we're trading a bunch of wood chips flaked together, painted with some dead guy's president you know, head on it, and we're giving them wood chips for oil. So they tripled the price, quadrupled the price of oil. If you don't think that 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 going off the gold standard had a significant impact on inflation and stagflation in the 70s, yeah. because you're right, Tim, inflation caused the stagflation of the 70s. No question about it. What was the root cause? Our Nielsen ratings are just like tanking, dude. Well, hold on. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to see where this is going. What, I, what did cause it? Oh, did, Zach, now Zach's asking you. Now you got me going. Go ahead, answer them. So, well, I didn't hear the question. What do you say? Well, no, you were saying what caused it? I told you. The it gold went standard. off the gold standard. Gold so now the gold, so the gold, the dollar used to be backed by gold. Yes. And so all of a sudden, when you went off the gold standard, mm -hmm. everybody that had real assets, like Tim's talking about, yeah. real estate, 
you know, other right. assets. Suddenly, it's all in the wind. Yeah, they 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 all were asking more for. They wanted more for. Why did we go for, off the gold standard? Why did we go off? Uh, the gold uh, well, if you want to get to a real technical, because the France realized that we had a lot of debt. France was actually buying dollars and 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 going to the Fed and saying, "Okay, we want to redeem these for gold." Right. And so Everybody, we thought there was, was going to be a run, run on, on gold, our, and we couldn't afford it. So hang on, let me finish. Done? You asked the question. Everybody's let me finish. taking the U.S.'s gold. What should we have done? Well, hang on a second, Don. Where was the gold? It was supposed to. We're supposed to be backed by gold, and you're saying we really didn't have enough gold to back the dollar. See, there's the problem. They were getting there was flushed a run out on the gold supply. Everybody was exchanging dollars for gold, and if we would have run out of our gold supply, what? what, what yeah, but happened? if if we truly had the correct backing and we had gold to back the dollars. It wouldn't have been a problem. The problem is we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough gold to back the dollars. So yes, you're right. Nixon had to, but that's because we were lying to begin with. That's the whole issue. And I just pat myself on the back here. I, I I'm going to say, did I do I win host of the year? I do. He's going to take credit for getting us into a deep debate. <laughs> he wanted to get in this deep economic right. debate, and then it got deep. No, I no, right. like, I didn't have on my bingo card today. Danny argues the gold standard. <laughs> I just did it. It's a good segment. It's a great yeah, segment. Yeah, well, not, so if you've got a fixed no, 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 it is. It is. But, but to your point, to your point, if you have a fixed amount of dollars and you can't create more, i.e. Bitcoin, then you ha don't have inflation. Why do you think inflation, Bitcoin is going to the moon? I, I, it's yeah. because you can't print more. You can't create more. So you're bidding up the dot. Your tank takes more dollars to buy real assets. I'm, I'm, I'm with you a thousand percent. I yeah. just, when you go with the hang on, Don. Just, hey, listen, we're going to bird walk. Danny's it was an angry walk. hang on. Don. I know. No, I, no, no. I just wanted to, I knew where you were going. You were going to say, Reply why the did, tape, Dan. It was an angry. No, 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 I know. But you, you were anger. saying, why did we go off the gold standard? Because we had to. That's true. Yeah. But why did we have to? It's, listen, going off the gold standard isn't the biggest scam this country has ever seen. Oh, not at all. No, yeah, I agree. Sure. I agree. Look. Oh, oh, no, no. You don't know where I'm going here. Just hang on. Hang on to your agrees. Right. Hold on to your hats. Hang on to your hats here. Yeah. So America has gotten scammed so many times, okay, by, by its own people, right? Oh, yes. You, sure. Like and it, its own government. Uh, you, some might some some might say recent events. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, some, hey. Some, some might say recent <laughs> events. Uh, Listen, I, I will um, charging a million dollars for a pallet of water sent to Iraq might be one of them. That happened in San, that happened to a contractor out of San Diego uh, during the, the last decade. I saw something trending on Twitter, Danny, this week that I hadn't thought about in years. And are you ready to go, my computer, Zach? Uh, yeah, hold on a second. And it's this: the food pyramid. The food, okay, so that's the, for anybody audio listening, it's like the 90s food pyramid. Yeah, yeah. Level, yeah, 1995, bottom, 2005. Right. Yeah. Who came up with this thing? No wonder. So the discussion was America's obese, I guess, was trending on Twitter. Like America's fat, right? Yeah. And, and then people were chiming in with, well, have you seen the food pyramid? And I'm thinking, what lobbyist? Because that's how this country's governed, right? People think it's politicians making decisions, but. You can say they ultimately are, but isn't it really the amount of dollars coming in to oh, the politicians yeah, to right. get them to listen? I view now 
what's happening in politics. And I think cynicism is a disease. So I'm, I'm looking at this with the cynical eye. When you go to a grocery store and you want to get Danny's spice rub onto the shelf, right? You mm. pay. Oh, man, I wish I didn't talk <laughs> over that. I said Danny's spice rub. Yeah. Alex. Oh, Alex is. Brisket, a nice steak. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm Alex, ready. Dan, Alex just wants to rub Danny's spice rub on his meat. And that, I think, is a beautiful wow. thing. Wow. Yeah. Alex is going to get assist of the year. Like, like who's the like, like most cover assist? it with Don's gold cup. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> My God. A good show. Oh, man. Good show. Anyway, good the show. food pyramid. Right? Food pyramid. Yeah. So, like, America is governed by not not politicians, by lobbyists. Okay. And so, the the you if the food pyramid had not gone off the gold standard. It would be a totally <laughs> different situation. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Dude, show, that's a good one, Don. Hold well on. That was a good one. Oh, Danny is just Danny. Deep inside that pyramid were supposed to be bricks of gold, and they just weren't there. It was just they food. weren't there. This this is what gets me about they're, they're in my basement. Everybody. I've got gold in my food. Right. Right. What Every, about you? Everyone grew up with this. I mean, unless you're born after '05. Right. Like, look at this thing. I would bet. I you. want you to eat six to eleven servings of carbohydrates, the things that make you. Yeah, fat. they that they was turn the low to sugar. fat. That was yeah. well because they were studies coming out. They're saying that low fat would help lower, lower the risk for heart disease. When actually, it, that pyramid should be up. It should be upside down. Yeah, this Your pyramid, bread and carbs should be. It's like low. Roman meal was the lobbyist yeah. for Congress, and they said, "No, no, no. You need more servings of bread." Like Uncle Ben should be at fault for causing yeah. the the, uh, the massive spike in diabetes in this country. The government has been effing us forever with this food pyramid. Yeah. Look how fat kids are. You're sending them to school to get three loaves of bread a day. How do you eat this eleven is- servings of whole? It's not even whole grains. It's just Tony's Frosted Flakes, a loaf of Roman meal, Uncle Ben. Look at this. <laughs> what the salting crackers? Yeah, down there? hey. Hey, can we get Doritos in here? Well, yeah. that's got some. That's got some uh, old corn. 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 Corn chips. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is yeah, not the right. Loaves of bread. That's funny if you look at that. We literally different loaves of bread. We <laughs> literally killed off a generation with this food pyramid, yeah. and I'm starting it right now. People should be up in arms about this. Well, yeah. I mean, they had plenty to be up in arms about. This food pyramid's got to be one of them. They had it on the wall in physical education classrooms. You want to talk about where people don't trust the government. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is, we thought this was Like, legit. kids are just trying to do what's right by the Lord, right? They're like, I saw this at school. I'm an obedient student. I'm eating three loaves of bread. Can't figure out why they're in husky jeans. That's my life story. <laughs> Let me tell you something. So is, I, is this, is this what caused your childhood? Oh yes. Oh yes. He's, he's scarred for life. Man. I, scarred for I life started seventh grade. Out on the podcast. Oh my gosh. I started seventh grade at 168 pounds and I ended high school at 168 pounds. Like, like there's like my mom used to have to take me to the special boy store to get my, Tim, you're special. <laughs> We're going to take oh, you gross. to the special like, door store. 1983 wasn't like the year. Like year it wasn't you. all touchy-feely like it is now. Instead of, but they did have a little bit of, of uh, 
Um, you didn't get a trophy, did you? No, I didn't get a trophy. <laughs> like, like, but they, instead they of calling, still call you Tubby Tim back then. Yes, Tubby yes, Tim. yes, yeah, yes. They call. Hey, oh, well, funny. So we're gonna come you back. Could've, to that. You could have been the fifth television. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom would take me to go get husky jeans, which was just another way to say fat boy jeans. And like, in, when you discover that husky jeans, you know, are just fat boy jeans, your heart's broken. Your heart. <laughs> And so right. then, like, like parenting is different. I will have a therapy session right now. So parenting wow. is much different today than it was in 1983, right? I was going to say, you've got that oh, new we food had that pyramid below that, right? Days, you, go, you scroll we, here so we can see that? What's that? The new food pyramid's right below that. I don't want right? to see it. Oh, okay. No, okay. I, well, I, I wanted to see for, sure. oh. yeah, just, oh, oh, What is it? Need. It's that, literally just... Oh, oh, God, that's even worse. Oh, they turned it upside down. They that's did not what Alex actually suggested. See, go off the gold standard, and that's what happens to the food pyramid. Yeah, <laughs> look how messy that upside is. Down. So, all right. my, uh, my, do you remember Garfield the cat? Yes. Right. So I like dark Ben. Where's lasagna? Well, so we watched a uh, Garfield the cat special that would come on on CBS. You know, like Garfield at Halloween or Garfield does Christmas or whatever the hell the Garfield things are called. Yeah. But they referred to Garfield, and I don't think you can do this in Cartoon Land in 2021. They referred to Garfield as Lardball. Lardball? Lardball. That's pretty good. Yeah. That became my nickname. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's that. Not, that Danny laughed. <laughs> Danny, come on. Hey, hey, it's 2021. There's no fat shaming anymore. That's you can't right. do that. Hey, That's yeah. I don't about I, I, that. You can't go around calling cartoons. We had a discussion about Fat Albert the other week. Yeah. You can't go around calling cartoon characters or children Lardball in 2021. You'll get arrested. <laughs> the children, ball. children, I can see maybe just calling children Lardball could be an issue. Especially if it's not your own child. If it's your own child, I'd say that's fine. Oh, no, I don't know, man. That's abuse, 2021, man. They'll, they'll arrest the parents, too. They don't care. Or our wrestler names for pro wrestling, uh, for my brother and myself, were uh, Captain Lou Albano and Little Lou. Little Lou? Yeah, can, I'll bring up Lou Albano. Please do. Yeah, have you, you have do, Okay, we got to keep this show going, man. Jesus, that's man. true. We're going right? to get the investments pretty Wait soon. I'm getting no. this. No, we're going to get Captain Lou Albano. Here we go. Uh, why are you looking for this? By the way, if you Google Lardball, the fourth hit is Garfield. Oh, interesting. Actually, yeah, so that it's pretty... All of these are Captain Lou Albano. Who is this? Captain Lou Albano. He was a wrestling manager. I, did he wrestle? He might have wrestled. Did he, he play just... Mario or something? Look at this man. Yeah, <laughs> literally, hold on. There's literally a Mario He used to that be the like manager. My to, time on the Super Mario Brothers Super Show with Cindy Lauper yeah. got involved with pro wrestling and the, the storylines. And... Um, that looks like a great role model. I understand that George the Animal Steel was actually a psychiatrist. I don't know if that's true or like an urban legend. You know who George the Animal Steel is, Danny? No. Really? Is that does that get, looks like the guy you saw in the in the Starbucks and looking at his? No, phone. that does not. No. This is uh, George <laughs> oh the God, Animal who's Steel. That? Uh, this hey. is, I love the facial expressions. I'm pretty fan. sure he looks oh. like. That. Yeah, I'm he not looks sure. like the guy that was in the Goonies. Is that? I don't he know. looks that like the, sloth. Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't. You know the big scary guy. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That. I mean, to me, it looks like he could have played him. I don't know. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, dude! How do I not have this framed on my wall? 
It's it's Lou Albano and George Animal Steel together. Yeah, oh, that, that seems like an NFT we should make. Now, I'm looking at my notes. Thank God. It's time to get back on track. I'm pretty sure yeah. uh, it is time to get to the investments. As Hunter prepares. Oh, hey, hold on. I'm going to save it for one last thing. I've got a surprise for Danny. Uh, but I'm going to just show you this real quick. Okay, as Hunter prepares to wow us. Hunter, you have a fan club. And uh, you can't let them you down. You have a what? Fan club. Fan club. Fan club. What do you think I said? Man club? Uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> Dan <laughs> club? You think I said? You think I said? Man, you think man I, club. Man you think club I said, can mean a lot of things. So. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I said? I said fan club, but did you think I said Dan club or Man club? I didn't. Club? Dan club. That's Dan right. club? I thought, I thought, I thought Dan. Hunter, Hunter was a fan Hunter of Dan. Dan club? I thought Hunter was a fan of Dan. That was. Careful, Hunter. <laughs> I love it. So I, I'm watching the flooding going on, you know, in terrible. Uh, in the Northeast and Southeast. And uh, my first thought was, I wonder if, like, um, Carvana, like, the, the auto sellers are going to uh, rise up because, like, listen, folks, all these cars, they're destroyed. Like, all the flood, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of cars just destroyed. Be very careful buying, look, there's a used car shortage right now. There's a car shortage. What's going to happen in about six to eight weeks, you're going to see some of these totaled, flooded out cars show up on lots. Be very careful. It happened uh, when Houston had that uh, hurricane a couple of years ago. It happened happens Houston. every time. And they show up and they, they got to crush these things. But if they can get away with selling you a, a totaled car that's been flooded out, they're going to do it. So uh, buyer beware. Uh, that is your PSA of the day. But like I thought, you know, let me look at Carvana, the daily chart. And Carvana's up 2% today. That's not the chart of a winner. That's not the chart of a, that's not the, on a daily right now. That's not the chart that says, oh, there was this really bad flood and all these cars got destroyed and we're, we're going to be selling a bunch more Carvanas. I'm like, well, let me look at Lithium. Well, not only that, the chip makers said that, remember, they were going to try to come online and work yeah. free shipping. Well, these are used cars. And, and no, no, no. No, but if, if new cars come back online, it'll ease the pressure on used cars. But, not but, happening. But what, all I'm saying yeah. is, the chip manufacturers right. have just recently come out and said, we thought we were going to be able to ramp up demand, but it's not going to be That's nearly as much. Yeah. So that also should help that story. It's not. And, it and, it's, and, and so uh, Lithia Auto, which is one of the largest uh, conglomerates of dealers, like they, they might go under different names, but they're owned by LAD. Um, That's an ugly chart. And this is interesting to me because what your brain says should be taking shape isn't. And I go, I, I, and right away, the symbolism between what was happening in June with Southwest Airlines and the travel stocks, when everybody was, you couldn't get, you could, everyone was telling, like I was telling you, dude, you can't get through the airport. It's too crowded. Mm -hmm. And yet the airline stocks were selling off. This auto, it's not new because new you can go chip, chip sort. This used car story. I don't know what it means. The economy is about to tank. People are going to stop driving places. I don't know. But the charts are telling us. We just looked at two. I don't need to go through all of them. Don't force the point here is don't force the trade where it isn't. Because what will happen is a bunch of people are going to step into stocks that should go up. This happens in every situation. Well, also don't, don't think that once the story's out, it makes sense to you that that hadn't already been front-running two months ago. In other words, a lot of times they create the story sure. based on what they 
think it's going to happen or what's already happened. In this happened. particular example, though, no one, no one front ran, front, front ran Ida. But look, a bunch of people front loaded, a bunch of people tried to jump on the train of travel and they're getting crushed. And so I just, I throw that out as a segue to get into stocks and then to bring Hunter to his man club. Go Hunter. Okay, fellas, I lost are you, you for a second there too. Are you, are you second? He froze. Are, are you are you going to put? Yeah, we we said I said go ahead, Hunter. Talk to your man club. Then I saw Danny writing down the words Hunter's Hunter's man, man club. That may and, make and that's going to go out. Way. That email is going to go out to thousands of people. Oh, Hunter's yes. man club. Tim, Tim, gotta, the fifth Teletubby, and Hunter's. Hunter's Man Club. Are you interested in joining Hunter's Man Club? <laughs> there you go. Subscri subscribe to the newsletter. Can we just make that? The head is that the headline on the title card for YouTube? Be. We're going to get a bunch of people watching this video uh, that are yeah. not going to be in. We'll, we'll talk about that after it's the show. Gonna be a, they're going to be like, wow, what's oh, this? It's not what you expected. <laughs> Hunter. All right. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter. I have a feeling that me mommy. I, I can't tell if my mommy's laughing or not. <laughs> and she's a, you know what? We're going to stop the jokes there. Go ahead, Hunter. Me mommy, I would say is laughing. Yes. Uh, she, uh, she actually sent me an email during this call. I think about something related to inflation or, or wages oh. or so I'll have to read it after. Maybe we can discuss next week, but I'd love to do that. Um, just two quick points kind of uh, before I get into some stocks, the, the concept of, buying stocks or a sector or something because it makes sense and you know the travel should be coming back or this that or the other mm -hmm. that can get you into trouble all the time and i'm just another example to, to kind of illustrate this is we've been talking about a chip shortage right for the last year um i mean even more so really this year there's a chip shortage the inflation da 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 da, da. and so your thought would be well uh, semiconductor equipment makers would, would be doing well. But you look at LAM research, uh, you look at, I mean, basically most semiconductors that aren't ASML, NVIDIA, uh, or AMD, and they haven't really done anything since February. Uh, so just because you the news is out there or the stories out there or the headlines are out there, that does not mean it's going to be reflected in price. And I have done this personally many moons ago. I, I'm just using LAM research as an example. I had researched these companies and I, you know, I'm looking at the, the numbers, the earnings. I'm thinking, you know, these stocks are, these are incredible, you know, companies, great ROE, this, that, and the other, but it never, it wasn't reflected in price until over two years later. So you can be early or you can just be flat out wrong, but oftentimes it's better to wait for price to confirm. Um, for example, like the travel stocks, you want to see some big volume come in and push those back over areas of resistance and moving averages before you uh you just start going in and, and thinking that it's you know the trade is going to work because the country's coming back so that's my only point there secondly to your stagflation point and owning assets don who have we been talking about that's been buying up all the real estate recently it's private equity right um yep. and so i mean that's somewhat of an indication of where the big money is flowing to anyway is that they want to own these you know these physical assets this real estate just like Dan said back in the 70s, that was the game in town along with commodities. And we've seen money flow from private equity into real estate. You can look look at XLRE, look at BlackRock. Mm -hmm. You got BLK. Um, so there's, I mean, 
there is certainly some merit to that uh, is, is my only point um, on the stagflation thing. So a couple of individual names here, uh, Tim, will you pull up AFRM for me first? I talked about this one briefly on the video last night. Uh, this is a big gap up uh, due to an announcement on a partnership with Amazon. Obviously, you can see the huge move there, but Tim, what I, what I want to look at in particular on this is the first day it traded, which is going to be January 13th. Yeah. Can you see it there? I see it on the very far left. Okay. So really what you want to, and I, I just was observing this as I was kind of analyzing the stock late last night, and the high on 113 is going to be 103. And the low is going to be $90 and one cent. So I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe the after hours high after the announcement on a firm is pretty close to 103. The actual during market hours high is 101. Um, and the low is 90.28. So for the time being, it has stayed in the range of that initial IPOs trading range. And so what I'm watching for on this name is resolution one way or the other. And so resolution to the upside would be a breakout past 100, past 103, past 101, et cetera. To the downside, I'm watching that 90 level very closely. So it already undercut the low of the gap day, but it responded very well and respected the low of the IPO day. If this were to break below 90, um, that would be concerning, especially if it didn't get immediately back above it. So a gap up name on a game changing slash company changing type of announcement with Amazon, will. They have earnings coming up, uh, so an, another reason you might want to be patient. But something to monitor moving forward is what does the management say about how this partnership with Amazon is going to affect their guidance moving forward? And I'm sure you know the market analyst, et cetera, will be paying very close attention to that. So AFRM, another name, DOCU, uh, D-O-C-U. This one reported earnings yesterday uh, as well. And initially moved down to about 284, 285. I don't know if you can see the after hours low there, Tim. I don't know it exactly, but I think it's pretty close to that. And uh, pretty much got back above the 50 uh, after hours and then was able to continue some strength into, to, into the day today. So from 285 yesterday after hours to over 310 at one point today uh, on what looks to be probably at least five or six times the average daily volume or around there by the days by the time the day's over right now it's at about eight times average uh so a strong day for docu strong reversal last two names here for you tim d-a-r darling ingredients this is a borderline under the radar name uh not very talked about but the reason i bring this up is it's been consolidating nicely for about six months it's around the middle kind of area of that base is going to be around 70-ish, uh, but it's tried to break out and looks like it had a shakeout, came back, is now trying to kind of digest that move. But what's interesting here is the fundamentals of, on this name. Check out the sales and the EPS growth uh, on DAR over the last four quarters and what's projected for next year. I think it's pretty interesting. Maybe our viewers uh, can get something out of that. And last one, Tim, ENPH. This is a solar company that's lagging today. I've talked about it before. Uh, nothing to necessarily do right here, but I want our listeners to pay attention to this stock. If it can get through 180 to 182 area with volume, so that's going to get it above the 50 and above its recent highs, uh, which is going to be 180, 172. 
this was the first solar name to really come back and show strength for the better part of the last month. It's it hasn't been the strongest. Sedge and FSLR have acted a little better, uh, but personally, I anticipate that that will change. The fundamentals uh, and fund ownership here are better than their peers. So that's all the stocks for today. Before we move on to Alex or whatever is next, I do have one announcement for next week's show. Um, I sent this in an email oh, format. Oh, hold on. I, I'm a nerd. Stand by. Are you, are you planning on talking about this? Yeah, stand by. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. All right. That's all I got. That's all and I then got. Real quick. Um, tell me the first time, Hunter, you talked about Darling last year uh, on the show. Probably last. Right, let me see. It's going to be last October to November. Um, I know we had a client that bought it in the like the yeah. 40s range, uh, but it's going to be end of October-ish, start of November would have been when we started. I just want to highlight that. Probably right. actually as soon as I, I came on, if you look yep. at what DAR was doing mm -hmm. in October. So right in here, so um, you can see the stock uh, move. So I want to know, well, how much of a move is that? As a stock that's up 100%. And so, look, the things that we're bringing to you on the show, and I know, look, we do a bunch of nonsense, and a lot of you just go, get me to the stocks. It'll all go up 100%. But that's not how it works. See, you, you can only absorb so much information. That's the way the brain works. And so what we do is we give you information. Then we let your brain relax. And then we get you back into the tent and we give you some more information. And then we let your brain relax. That's how the show works. That's why so many people are able to tune in, write down some things, and then go back and take advantage of information like this. Darling might not be a play for today, but it's on your radar. And now I'm going to take you back to the very beginning of the show. Now, what's your trigger? What triggers you into darling? And Hunter can't, Hunter can answer that for Hunter. Don can answer that for Don. Alex can answer that for Alex. You, you know what my triggers are. You have to be able to answer that at home. That's what this show does. It empowers you to be able to go fish, know when you're right, understand when you're wrong, and then come back to the pond you know, get a little more, get a little more timely education, be a part of the family, and then go back out fishing. And so, Darling, by far, is one of the best examples. This, we're coming up on a year. A year. 100%. So, kudos hey, to you, Tim, Hunter. I have, uh, thank you. I got just one last thing to kind of add to your uh, moving average crossover uh, screens mm -hmm. and whatnot. Something that I've, and Don as well, that, that we've been really watching closely on sector ETFs, but also you can apply it to individual stocks. Um, companies or sectors that have been beaten up, something to watch for is when they get the first close above the eight-day exponential and then they get a consecutive close. Uh, and you'll see in, in stocks that are in clear downtrends, like you can pull up MSOS as a, as a decent example here. Um, when they're in clear downtrends, it's typically they, they don't have many opportunities where they are able to have any kind of continued momentum. So they might get one close above the eight or they might run up into it and pull down. And you can see MSOS has had a tough time with the eight day and their overhead moving averages for a long time. So just something to be aware of is monitoring stocks or sectors that close above the eight day exponential moving average for the first time in a long time. It can just kind of be an early indicator that maybe this sector or the stock is starting to come back to life, add it to your radar, and then you just observe if there's any follow through 
consecutive closes above the eight? Does it run up into other moving averages, get through those moving averages, averages, et cetera? So just another uh, little tool to add to the toolkit, I guess. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, Alex, my friend. What do you got, brother? Hey. <clears throat> yeah, so I did a little bonus stock video last night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sort of... You did a bonus stock video? He did. Mm -hmm. Where did where? Where did you it's do on YouTube? A... You guys well, know where to go. Revere Asset. No, I don't know where to go. <laughs> I don't know. Danny just tells me to go to hell. It would tell me where to go to find your bonus stock video. Yeah, so you'll see uh it was last night, so just posted late last night and uh also hunter's video daily market insight video was posted yesterday as well and then don's doing the 21 over 21 today tell me where to go um, to get I the video i said youtube revere asset oh i didn't hear revere asset <laughs> tell um, me how to tell me how they can get alerts on their make phones sure like, yeah, yeah and then press that red subscribe button you'll see it or press the bell notification so you'll get updated when we post videos every day Thank you for doing the lineup of our videos for a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. What do you What do you have? <clears throat> um, no problem. So yeah, last night I spoke about the the previous stocks that we went over, and uh, one of them was a line. I haven't really touched that. I'm sitting on that. But today I did speak about if I hit 10%, I would trim. And today I did trim on Team T E A M. I sold 25% of the position. Um, so if you, let's say you own hundred shares, easy math, sell 25 shares. Um, that's been really strong in a week and a half. It went from 349.50 to it's up in the three eighties now. So that was a, that was a good one. We, you know, sometimes we can yeah, catch good stocks and this was one of them. Uh, the other one was, uh, the net leaps we had spoken about last week are now up 12%. Um, awesome. so that one's working too. I'm happy to see that. And, you know, just riding those averages and uh, try not to get shaken out and using our stops. That the new stock I have for you today is LTHM. If you could pull that one up. So this is a, a lithium play. The group in the sector is extremely strong right now, and I think that this um, it's kind of like the pick and shovel with the gold rush, right? So everyone wants to get the electric cars, and everything's about being eco-friendly, well, how are they going to do that? They need companies like this that uh, produce the technology for lithium-type products, whether it's aerospace, cars, charging stations. This is the company. They have fundamentals. I like this flag here that it's creating. When I say flag, it's a consolidation, and it's holding up near its highs. So look for those averages, especially that pink line, that 21 EMA that Tim's got on his screen. If that catches up to price, sideways this could be potential entry for you um i do own it um just a full disclosure in my beta test portfolio uh we'll see it maybe i'll add more if it breaks out above those highs but those are the four that i'm really focused on right now and uh that's pretty much it for me i'm trying to keep it simple one taking it one trade at a time for our viewers love it love it love it don uh, here's here's what we're gonna do don's got don stuff Don is Don stuff. Um, I've got a very big one last thing. Huge, huge one last thing. Oh, me? But, yeah. but Danny uh, has to tell us. Um, I, I want you, Danny. Well, to, we can do that next week. No, no. Um, I, I, I'm going to produce the show on the air in here in a minute. But I want Danny to do the uh, how to how to get 
how to get people get a hold of us before I go oh. to Don. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, tell it, tell them. Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, just send them to revereasset.com. They can subscribe up at the top and they can get our daily market insight video every day the market's open, as well as this uh, podcast delivered right in their inbox. We won't spam them. We won't bother them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us if they want a complimentary portfolio review or have questions or just want to ask a question about a stock. You can also email any of us at dan at revereasset.com. That's me, the good-looking one. Tim at revereasset.com, Don at revereasset, Hunter at revereasset, or Alex at revereasset. Or you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WEALTH. All right, Don. Uh, so Don does the 21 over 21. Um, I, I don't know if you're still doing the Dirty 30, Don, um, every week. Uh, but uh, great for three-day weekend coming up. Great time to take in Don's. Uh, end of week video and get that watch list ready for a short trading week next week. What you got, Don? You, you mentioned triggers before. Mm -hmm. um, my triggers are undercooked bacon, green vegetables, and lying politicians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, you are absolutely on the edge of your seat then with uh, the politicians. And Stocks that break the 21-day exponential moving average. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? You got You got one and off the top of your mind? Lulu. Lulu uh. had been very kind to us. We wrapped profits up on it uh, a couple weeks ago. It broke down, rallied, broke down again. It's a change in character for this stock. If you look mm -hmm. uh, at that nice, smooth uptrend that it had been uh, after it broke out back in the beginning of June, so changing character for Lulu means we stay away from stocks like this. So it's coming off the 21 over 21 list. Join me for Friday's video and see what's taking its place. We've got a handful of uh, candidates. Yeah. Um, and the place to find that video stock nerds is right here. Go to Daily Market Insights. So we produce six pieces of content a week. One of those is Don's 20 or 21 over 21 on Fridays. So. And well, also, Alex sometimes does bonus you know, yeah, videos yeah. In, in addition. And they, though Alex's videos, Alex is what we call a YouTube exclusive. We don't drop them on the website. We don't email them out. You have to be subscribed to the channel to, to get alerted. You know, with the alert, hey, Alex got a new video on that. They're timely, so you're going to definitely want to subscribe. Is that all you had, Don? That'll do it. That'll do it. Okay, so Daniel. Timothy. So we've got, a, we've got three things to address here. Okay, I'm going to save the biggest one for last. But I, I've been thinking, I didn't, once again, I didn't get to the annuity issue. That's okay. okay. It, it was Jobs Friday, and I, I, I think it's just more timely. I wonder if we should do the annuity issue as a separate show. Like just you and you, me, or you, me, and Don, uh, and just have it hanging on the YouTube channel and our website as a separate piece of content. I want you to think about that instead of folding it because it, it, I, I think you can instead of instead of like all the economic data and what the markets are doing and all that other stuff that we talk about it's something that you can just send to people that are being taken advantage of in annuity world think about it I, I i had that thought that it might work better as a separate piece of content now hunter so hunter sends this great email it had a lot of words i stopped reading after 10 <laughs> but it was about very detailed it was very Hunter, detailed Hunter, you got to keep it real short tim can't get past 10 a lot of words, words. i know I 20s know, max I know. and i loved it no i read it i loved it and here's the thing 
Hunter, can you just briefly describe what you emailed? Don't don't describe what you emailed. Briefly. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, so I have uh, orchestrated more or less a uh, a betting ring, a gambling ring, if you will, uh, strictly to bet on parlays for NFL games for the duration of the NFL season with four of my buddies. So five total. We each put in four hundred dollars um, at the beginning of the year. So right now, uh, those funds are then split sixty five percent to parlays and 35% to DraftKings lineups. Um, and the same amount of, of money is bet every week. So basically, right, you've got 400 times five, 2000 divided by 18, it's essentially $111 a month, 72 to parlays, uh, around 45 or so, a little bit more to DraftKings. So parlays are the only thing pertinent to the show. And so the way that breaks down is you've got five parlays every week. Uh, one safe parlay, one medium, two risky, and one ultra risky. And me and my four friends will rotate who places each bet on a weekly basis. So this week I placed the safe bet, which is a $30 parlay. You're looking to possibly double your money there. Medium bet, it's going to be a $17 parlay. You're looking to make $30 to $50 there. The risky parlays, both of those are $10. You're going to be looking to make anywhere from $100 to $500, maybe even $1,000 off of those. And the ultra risky is five dollars, uh, and you can make anywhere from a thousand to five thousand on those, and stay realistic. Perfect. So, the objective is the same amount of dollars are bet every week. We don't gamble with any winnings, uh, no matter what, um, and we're giving ourselves essentially fifty-four chances to hit those risky parlays that can pay out thousands of dollars, that types of thing, on a consistent risk management basis. So, more money allocated to the safe bets, smaller amount of money allocated to the risky. Uh, but still giving you a chance to oh, yourself a yeah. chance to hit the home runs. And all these things are applicable to trading and investing with risk control and management. And so um, I don't know how to do, I love the idea. And so months ago I, I, I was having a talk with Danny and I thought Hunter, you and I could do a separate video once a week called the parlay, but I never told Hunter this. Because the world is riddled with broken podcasts, broken videos. Like someone will start a video series and then it's just dead, right? Mm -hmm. And we have sure. zero, like the beauty of what we do here from the beginning. Like it was hard. I came on in 2014 and it was me producing five pieces of content or six, five pieces of content a night, a week. And then the sixth one being the podcast. It's easier now with all the help. and um. If we, I don't know if we do this at the back end of the show, like like tape a separate segment and just add it into the back end of the show at, or for the podcast, or if we do a separate piece of content that we drop just on YouTube, like Alex has pieces of content that just drop on YouTube. But if we do it, we have to be consistent with it. If we bring it to people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to start something and not do it, or that's not our form. Our well, formula. And I'm hoping our formula for success is consistency. And what, what were we about to say, Hunter? I'm sorry. Um, I was just going to say that, you know, we've, we put the money up, built out a system and a plan uh, to go through the full 18 weeks of the NFL season. So if you wanted to just try it out for the NFL season, I think that's something that could be valid. Yeah, I think um, so. But the, the thing here is that you, you know, uh, it is, there is some risk management techniques and that yep. it's, it's no different than, you know, the, a lot of people go into investing without a plan. Uh, a lot of people gamble without a plan. They just want, you know, a thousand dollars on the Jags. Well, what, what I did is I kind of 
my friends, they enjoy making the lineups, doing parlays. So I said, well, what if we systematically did this? We didn't gamble with winnings. We bet a set amount each week. Um, and we and rotated and who's pos- responsible for and, each type and, of bet. And you position sized based yep. on the probability of the outcome and quote the volatility. So those high, high risk. Very stocks, correct. Uh, yeah. Bet would be like a high, high beta stock. So you it's take like a, a much call option. Yeah, you'd make a much smaller yeah. position size than some blue chip stock. So yeah, it's there's right. portfolio so, management tech. Yeah, that's, there's a lot that's to what's be gained here. I, I got to talk it with Hunter and see yeah. if he's interested. I never approached him with the idea. Like just that's what that's what you get when you produce on air. Too. Well, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's okay. to do it right. Is it, it's you have to have. I know Hunter has consistency. I'm, I, it's just that we have to be on the same day right, deliver right. the yeah, and so. That's why I haven't undertaken it. Okay, Danny, this is the big surprise. Are you ready to see the new website? Oh, 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 cool. Ah, I'm now a little I scared now. I didn't even show? know about this. Wait a so second. So I, I got it last night. Um, it's not done, okay? The, I'm, I'm going to show you one facet of the website, okay? Okay. But um, Danny, Danny hasn't seen it. This is oh, this is Same parts of it as we edit. Yeah, but you haven't seen it on on the uh, yeah. back. The back there's yeah, a back yes, channel yes, that yes. is being built upon. So you ready? Wait, wait. All right, I got it. So this is just one fat. It, this it's not done. Okay. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but where I have you on the page, it's the, it'll be the middle of the page, and it really symbolizes what uh, what we are here at Revere, and so Revere versus the big firms. And I'm going to tell Stockners that you're looking at this. What you see now. Um, we'll continue to shape, evolve. A website is a living and breathing thing. So we need a baseline, and then we just keep shaping and building and adding things. But well, just watch this. You ready to watch the screen? So here you go. Let's see if I can make it work. So there's the things that make Revere, Revere. Open and honest communication, stra- talking directly with strategists. Like that's what separates us from strip mall advisor. And that works for stripmalladvisor.com. Like they're, they're not the strategists. They're just people that. They're part, the asset gatherers. They're just asset gatherers, right? The content is so key to what we do. Consistent content being built out. And then we're agile. Like the market changes. And it's no different than when we used to make fun of value investors. When, when growth was just rocking from what, 2011 and on. And, and like these value funds were just going out of business because. Well, I only do deep value, and that deep it was va- deep for a long time. Deep for a long time, but it got more valuable, uh, more more deep and more valuable. <laughs> and so uh, that's there. That was the value manager oh, yes. calling to complain. Yes, yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> and then uh, you scroll down a little bit. Oh, that slides over. Yeah, we got a little slider. You want to see that again? That looks really slick. Yeah, you want to see that? Here. Yeah, there it goes. And then this is what the big firms do. So it's scripted. So, and, and, and what these points are, stock nerds and market lovers, it, when you're sitting around the table talking to your parents, your loved ones, your friends, your family, and you're trying to explain to them, well, I'm with Revere, or you're trying to explain to them how you invest, which is probably akin to what, something that we're doing here, it's hard to articulate the value of what you're doing because why well, just buy and hold guy is very, very um, pronounced, and you're not going to get through to them. And you're not trying to win anybody over. But what these people are when they go with the big firms that J.P. Morgan Chase, 
uh, they, it's a scripted sales pitch. You're, you have a salesperson. There's the asset gatherer point right here, just what Danny was saying. You have an asset gatherer. The words trust us, you know, and, and what they really mean is we know better than you. And what that really means is you don't get how the world works. You don't get how this works. So we educate you. We bring you into the we tent. We at Revere. Yeah, we at Revere. We bring you into the tent and we talk to you as if you're just with us because you are with us because you're smart. We know you're smart. And we talk about what we're doing on the newsletters yeah. and this podcast. Right. right. And so that whole we know better than you, that uh, that's air of superiority just permeates dripballadvisor.com. And then that set it and forget it strategy that they do. And then what happens is that when, when it's not working and you're unhappy, they have plausible deniability. Well, that manager is going to get fired. And so what the salesperson does or the asset gatherer does is tries to emotionally align themselves with you and say, I'm pissed off too. We'll fire them and we'll get a new one through, another, through a different there. mutual fund. Just break the cycle. But I, this is uh, by far one of the, probably the, the, the keystone of the, web, of the new website. Uh, and you'll see up here, uh, these will get filled out here. Lickety split. Tomorrow's insights. That's what the videos are. We're not covering what happened. We talk about future, we talk in future text triggers to get you into things because if it's it's a market and anything can happen and tomorrow's exciting and so we'll keep i'll keep unveiling bits and pieces as we roll along so we just unveil it all together but oh, you'd want to see that well we'll talk to you next week on your money